Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. And uh, does that uh, not give you a little bit of extra juice as we head into the playoffs? As the Eagles will be facing the their division rivals, the New York Giants, this weekend at the link. And yours truly will be in attendance. And as I mentioned on my last podcast, I do have a special guest. You know him as Matt. We welcome him back to the podcast to talk about this huge divisional game. So before I bring him on, thank you all for listening as always. I hope you're all juiced and jacked up for this game, uh, Eagles Nation. And with that, Matt, welcome back to the program. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be back. The uh, Looking forward to the Giants and the Eagles. I was just thinking as you were doing that introduction, I'm picturing a 61-yard field goal, go through the uprights, yeah. which was the last time you and I were together to watch the Giants and the Eagles play at uh, the Lick. So hopefully that those good vibes will continue to carry over and on through this Saturday evening. Um, yeah, and your kids, your kids, uh, you know, as they grow older, or maybe even they already maybe now uh, realize the fact that they may not ever see a more exciting game than that Giants comeback and that exhilarating record-breaking kick, uh, you know, to, to win the game by Elliott. Yep, um, and so we'll get into that game. We're also very excited to revisit our earlier predictions. Uh, that'll be fun to see where we landed on some things. I know off the top of my head, I'm thinking I, we may have come pretty close to nailing a couple things, but I, I know for one, I was way off on one bold prediction, but uh, I'll save it uh, until you walk us through that part of the program. So great to be back and uh, fantastic to be talking to all y'all Eagles fans out there. You wouldn't be referring to your prediction about Miles Sanders and uh, yeah. Gainwell, would you? Hey, way off. I don't know. See, I might be way off on some of mine, but that one that one definitely comes off the pages. I do remember that prediction. That one's way he had like seven or eight touchdowns last year, Gable did. And this year I think he's got maybe three. I don't know. It's way way that's way off. That's all right. Hey, nobody's perfect. You know, we'll see how well you did though. You may have, you know, well, you may have missed on that one. You may have hit the it's hit some gold on some others. So uh we'll take a look at that for sure. Then we're gonna obviously give our preview and some thoughts on the Giants game and Maybe if we have some time, time permitting, to talk about some of the other NFL uh, games and matchups um, in the division round of the playoffs that our Eagles will be uh, participating in this this coming weekend. And both of us will be at the game. So I'm sure um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, we, and, you know, if, if history is uh, to give us any guidance, well, we, we brought the Eagles some luck the last time we saw the Eagles Giants, as you mentioned. So, all right. So with that, I guess we will start off with the prediction. With the uh, prediction. So last, uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, before the season started, Matt and I had a, a season preview show where we uh, just basically predicted not only the Eagles' record, which we both had the Eagles at 12 and five. So we were, you know, we weren't too far off with that. Um, but we also had some predictions as far as the individual players and uh, what their stats would be. So. Now, I don't have these stats right in front of me right now, so I don't know if I should pull up the stat page, but I think we might know who who got the most and whatnot. So, all right, here we go. 
So with that said, most receptions, Matt, do you remember who you said would have the most receptions on the Eagles for the 2022 season? Well, it's one of three people, Goddard, A.J. Brown, or Devontae Smith. I'm probably going to go with A.J. Brown. You did. You predicted You predicted Brown. I predicted Goddard. Now, Goddard was actually on the, the way to that until he got injured. So yep. I'm just going to give myself a little extra. <laughs> extra. I'll make that note. But the winner, I believe, was AJ uh, was Smith, right? I believe it was uh, Devontae. He broke um, Irving Fryers. Irving Fryers. Right. Record for as an eagle for receptions. Yep. So we both, I don't have a pen on me, but we both missed on that one. Um, but it's, you know, it's not like you especially were not far off at all. And uh, like I said, Goddard was on pace for that before he got injured. Most yards receiving. We both had, go ahead. We both had AJ Brown, right? Brown. So we both got that one. Most rushing yards. <laughs> Here we go, Matt. Matt said most rushing yards would be Kenneth. I don't mean to laugh because it's not like, you know, I just, I'm only laughing because. Uh, okay. All right. I didn't want to, you know, I mean, you know what you're talking about. I don't want to, I don't want to get something I'm laughing at you. I'm just laughing because we already mentioned it. I'm gonna slide that one back off the table, put it in my pocket for next year. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sanders might. Hopefully, he is, but Sanders might not be here next year, so it might be a safer bet next year. But most rushing yards was uh, Matt did guess uh, Gainwell. I guess Sanders, and so that one goes the check mark into my column there. Most rushing TDs. Now, this one is one that uh, I might have to look up the stats on this because. I think Sanders got it, but I'm not sure how many rushing touchdowns Hurts had. Do you know, top of your head? No, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I was going to see. He's got to have at least like 12. Hurts? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because Sanders had 11. I'm pretty sure Sanders had 11. Are you looking it up? I am looking it up, yeah. Yeah, I think Hurts uh, Hertz must have had 12 to 15. And if I had to guess, I'd say Hertz had more. Hertz had. Does it give me the rushing stats? Okay, so here we go. Yes, Hertz. We were both right. We both guessed Hertz, and Hertz had thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. Sanders had eleven. Yeah. It was pretty good for Sanders because the year before. And listen, I mean, I was laughing at Matt's, you know, Matt's guess of well, but the year before last, the the Eagles did not use Sanders, which is why I was pounding the fist on the table so much to give him the ball more. And he had no touchdowns, which is probably the most biggest anomaly I could for, for a guy as talented as Sanders. Uh, now I know why, because Hertz took a lot of goal line carries last year, but this year they did actually give the Sanders inside the five, and Sanders responded with eleven touchdown runs. Um, but we were both right there. Hertz with thirteen to lead the team, so good job by both of us on that one. Most tackles. Now, we both had the same guy here, but we're both wrong. So, do you remember who you picked? Yeah, I think we said TJ Edwards. We weren't off too far because, no, we didn't. (laughs) We both picked Kaiser White, who, by the way, it wasn't a crazy guess because Kaiser White finished with 110 tackles and was second overall. So, it wasn't a bad guess on our part. What's that? So, Edwards had to be first. Yes, Edwards was first. Yep, with 159 tackles, which is, I mean, that is impressive. That guy is turned into one heck of a player. So we yeah. both got that wrong, but we weren't far off there. 
All right, most interceptions we got wrong. Um, but we weren't far off, but we did get it wrong. So we both guessed Slay, which is kind of the obvious choice. Slay did finish tied for second with interceptions with three. But the leader on the team, which is even more impressive, the fact that he missed five games. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually led the NFL. He tied for the most in the NFL, and that is the newest Eagle this year. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who ended up with six interceptions. Yeah, thank God we signed him. Like, uh, he's he's one of the key players, I think, on defense that they've got to find a way to bring him back next year. I think he's definitely a priority signing. He's young. He's only like 25, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Maddox. I like Devontae Maddox, too, but Maddox seems to always be hurt. Yeah, uh, no, he's hurt again. You know, I don't know if they can. I don't know. Well, they did sure. sign Maddox. I don't think he's sure. a. I, don't, I think he's locked in for next year, so don't have to worry yeah. about re-signing him. But, but to your point, though, Gardner Johnson has to be a target for Howie to to lock in here long term. Yep. All right. So, how many? This is when we got more specific. How many receiving yards? This is going to be pretty cool to see. How many receiving yards for AJ Brown? Uh, okay. I think we were close. Go ahead. What did you, uh, I got your guess and my guess here. So what do you got? I want to say I guessed 1400 something. You did not. I want to guess that I guessed 1200. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually, and if we play like the, uh, what is it? The, um, what was that game show? Like pick the closest without going over. What's, yeah. What is that one? Um, what's the name of that? Price is right. Price is right. Yeah. So if we go by that as a rule, uh, I was closer. Um, you had Brown with eleven hundred and sixteen yards. Wow. I had Brown with thirteen hundred and seven. Nice. Now we go to uh, Devontae Smith. Well, what did Brown finish with? He had oh, he ended up. Oh, sorry. Um, I wasn't too far off. Brown had. Thanks for thanks for reminding me to tell you what he actually had. <laughs> he ended up four yards short of fifteen hundred, so he ended up with fourteen hundred ninety six yards. Okay, and I guess thirteen oh seven. I love how specific we were. You had eleven hundred sixteen. I'm like thirteen oh seven. Um. Okay. Now, uh, AJ Brown. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Devontae Smith, how many receiving yards do you think you guessed for him? And I'll let, I'll give you a hint. Um, for Smith, you went out playing the prices right. Actually, you almost were right on the freaking nose. Well, yeah. not really. You're a little. You're about as much off as I was with AJ Brown. So you. Yeah, so Good. Go probably about twelve hundred for him, I guess, or maybe eleven hundred. Well, I give you I give you a lot of credit because you did predict, and this is one thing that I didn't, but because I, I had Smith falling just a. Sh- Tad short of a thousand yards, you did predict with your two guesses that both Brown and Smith would have over a thousand receiving yards on the season, yep. and and they did. So kudos to you. Um, you predicted Devontae Smith to have a one thousand and three. <laughs> <laughs> I bid one dollar. Yeah, exactly. A thousand, but not much. Yeah. One difference between me and you. And I had nine hundred seventy-five. So <laughs> one bomb. Yeah, right. So we weren't too far off, um, but uh, nice to see 
that we have two 1,000 yard receivers on the team. So, um, for some reason, I didn't write this down. Like, I have on here how many TDs for AJ Brown and Smith, but for some reason, I don't have what we guessed on here. Nice job. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. For some reason, I didn't put that down. Yeah, we need a producer. I get some more sponsors. If I get any <laughs> some sponsors, we can uh, pay for one. So I don't. I have that down here, but I didn't write down what the heck your answers were. Uh, so that's not going to do us much good. I, I had how many um, TDs for AJ Brown and Smith, and I don't have our answers on there. All right, so let's go with what I do have answers on. How many receiving yards and touchdowns for Goddard? I remember talking that they could have been like three thousand yard receivers. Yeah, but, he probably uh, would have if he didn't miss so many games. Yeah, I want to say I, I can't remember, but I would have probably had him up in the eight hundred range somewhere. You had him at here's here's what's interesting based on your previous guesses for Goddard. You had right at nine hundred yards. Eight nine hundred. Okay. Yep. Yep. And nine touchdowns. So he fell way short of the touchdowns, but again he was injured. Um, and I had eight hundred and eighty and seven touchdowns. So I was closer playing the prices right game. So Goddard ended up with um seven hundred and two yards and three touchdowns. So if you were to equate that over the entire season, I think he would have been he would have been over nine hundred yards, I think, easy. So you probably you would have won that one. Yeah. As far as guessing. He's definitely on pace for that. Well, there's only so many touchdowns to go around, too, right? So it's like, man, between yeah, Devontae, I mean, it's, uh, it really speaks to the Eagles' offense. When it's cranking, it's like, who do you want to stop? Right. We'll just kill you elsewhere. So Right. Okay. Who will lead the, the Eagles in sacks and how many? Wow. <laughs> I can tell you this. Because the Eagles had, by the way, they were a record-breaking season with sacks, right, with the front four. We were both correct in our guess. Reddick? Yes. We both predict Reddick uh, playing the uh, – what's the name of the show again? <laughs> Price is right. Playing the Price is right. Uh, you win because you had Reddick with 12 and I had Reddick with 11. I was gonna say I must have guessed twelve or thirteen, I think. So okay, twelve. Yeah, and he finished with wow. sixteen. So good job, and but good job with both of us. You just had the, uh, you gave me the extra sack to get the win there. Um, how many passing yards and touchdowns for Jalen Hurts? Passing yards, I think we were way. I I, I want to guess that that was way under. Right, but if you added up the receivers that we guessed, it's basically three thousand yards right there with just the AJ Brown. You think we were under? Now I, keep in mind, Hertz missed two games. He missed two games, but I mean, he had about. I guess he didn't have too many three hundred yard games. He did a lot of running, so I, I don't know thirty three hundred yards. You guessed thirty nine hundred and sixty yards, and which would have he ended up with thirty seven. Hundred yards, thirty-seven and one. So, pretty good guess by you. Very, very good guess. Yeah, because again, yeah. he didn't. He missed two games. So, if you figured, even if he just averaged two hundred fifty yards passing, those two games, he would have finished with forty-two hundred yards receiving, rough or passing roughly. Yeah. Now you had so good. That was a good guess by you. 
And actually, I had 4,022. Yeah. So I was almost, uh, you know, I probably would have won that one. Um, but, yeah, we were both both very, very close. And we both had 25 touchdowns, and he finished with 22. And that's without okay. playing two, and that's without playing two games. <laughs> so we were right on the nose with Just Hertz. in case you're missing any credibility with your Eagles fans audience. So we Right. <laughs> We do watch a lot of football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we didn't freaking nailed that. Yeah. All right. Uh, passing percentage. This is interesting. It's passing percentage by Hertz. Now, again, this is before the season when we, when we didn't know if Hertz was going to take that step that we were hoping for or not. So with that, as a preamble, Matt, what do you uh, think you predicted his percentage would be, his pass percentage? Well, I think I was comparing them always to like, well, I think when I guessed on this, I was going off of McNabb's best percentage number, which was around 65. So I think I would have guessed 67 or 68 around there. You guessed 64. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> well, again, like this was before the season, before wow. we saw Hertz become Hertz. I guessed 62%. Wow. And Hertz ended up. At sixty six and a half percent, so you would get the win. Yeah, wow. But we both fell short of uh, what he did this year in terms of completion percentage. Even sixty six from watching him play, sixty six sounds kind of low. Like he's, he just had a really good season. Yeah, he was sixty six and a half, and he had one hundred and one. I didn't think I guess QB rating. Nope, wouldn't have that on there. He had one hundred and one point six quarterback rating. And overall, oh, wait a minute. Okay. We also, I guess, I'm assuming this is Hertz's stats. Okay. How many interceptions did we predict Hertz would have? We were both way off. <laughs> Just put it that way. But I would well, he, get, go ahead. So he, he didn't really throw too many until the end of the season. He only threw six on the um, season. Yeah, so he threw six on the season, but I want to say like four of those came within like the last, the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, wow, were we over 10? We both, we I was at 10 and you were at 12. Wow. Wow. So he totally blew off my expectations then. Uh, both yeah, of us in terms of completion percentage, we had the we had the yards and touchdowns almost right on. But in terms of completion percentage and, and touchdowns, I mean, sorry, picks. Again, this was before the season, though. We didn't realize or we didn't know that Hurts would take the steps that we were talking about him taking this year. Or else we probably would have been, you know, brought that down a little bit. So that's uh, that takes us through all the predictions. Um, yeah, that's it. Can you imagine how far off we would have been if we predicted Carson Wentz's stats this year? <laughs> I think we might have been right on. Like I, I think I would have predicted that he would not finish the season as their starter. Right. <laughs> Games lost to whether it be by injury or just the fact that he sucks. Either <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. What a what a disaster that his career you know, has been. I hope he resurrects it somewhere, but I'm like, yeah, there ain't there ain't too many teams that are at that level of desperation anymore. So it's a good segue. You brought up the commanders because shout out to uh, the friend of the show, Johnny uh, commander fan who had to deal with Carson Wentz this year. Um, but um, 
it looks like they may have found a quarterback in, in Washington. They're gonna it sounds like they're gonna give that uh, what's his name Howell or Sam Howell, Howell. A start for next year. Uh, he looked pretty good against Dallas. I just got a win against the uh, Cowboys there to start off his career. That's always good. Now the running back over there had a good season too, Brian Robinson. Yeah, he's he's runs hard. I like the way he's he the runs. Yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. He's he's impressive. Yeah, for sure. So good segue into to talking about the Giants preview because as I look into this game, I, I wish I was as optimistic as the feedback I'm getting from Johnny. And I don't know if he's just trying to set up the Eagles for a uh, for a choke by what he's been saying, but Johnny like sees this the Eagles winning by over 14 points, easy. They got a you know got an easy win. They're gonna, you know they got lucky that they're playing the Giants in the first round. You know, team that yeah, let's face it, the Eagles always you know, usually beat the Giants. I mean, they've kind of owned them in the last 10 years. But I'm like, trying, I'm like texting back to Johnny. I'm like, man, I wish I had your optimism because I don't see this game being, you know, the Eagles winning by 14. I, I see this as going to be a close, you know, close battle. I think the Giants playing a lot better. And the Eagles, let's face it, to the end of the season, weren't looking, you know, obviously it's injuries related as to why they haven't been as impressive. But, um, you know, there's uh, and the fact that they're playing for the third time and both these teams know each other too well. I don't want to give it all away, but those are just my initial thoughts. But um, but Johnny just thinks we're going to totally, you know, walk over him. I hope so. Yeah, we might. You know, we might. That, that last game, you know, the, the, so the stats, I think a lot of stats are, are kind of meaningless and random, such as the, well, it's hard to beat the same team three times in the NFL season. I'm like... Yeah, I get it that that exists, and specifically, it seems to be that that's the way it proves out. But you know, if the if the offense shows up to play like they can, and the defense shows up to play like they can, then you have a Johnny Flowers prediction and a result. Like that Giants team does not have the talent on the roster to compete with us for sixty minutes if our boys show up for the entire game. Exactly, and that's what I keep saying um, to myself. Minus injuries and all this. Now, the interesting scenario would be where do they put that rookie pass rusher, Thibodeau, and do they have him going against Lane Johnson's side? or? They're smart. That's what they would do. Yeah, Lane Johnson, he's a tough dude, uh, but a domino muscle. Uh, I don't know how you torn. play with him. He needs surgery. Up. It's torn. So, you, know, so. you know, maybe you get some numbing shots in there, and, and maybe it would really take a lot to, to damage him further. But that, that'll that be the matchup that I think that'll matter on the – on the line. Yeah. I think about guys. just real quick, since you mentioned Johnson, think about the road that he's got to go through. If the Eagles get to the, uh, you know, as the Eagles advance potentially, yeah. right. Thibodeau, he's a rookie. He's as far as the scale of potential guys he'll be facing. He'll be the easiest one of the three. Yeah. The other two possibilities would be Mika Parsons and Bosa. And Bosa. So, I mean, it's not. Oh, I mean, Better, they better be getting somebody up to speed behind them. So I guess that would be Driscoll. That would yeah. Be number one. Yeah. So just, you know, we'll see. This is where Hurts being healthy and needing to run the ball. He's, if, if the Eagles go all the way, it will absolutely, once again, come down to Hurts, that quarterback, being able to run out some of these plays Yeah. when things break down. And then uh, that's a good point. And then we have a Hurts who's not playing at 100%. Or we're yet to see if he's going to be 100%. No, and I think the – you know, any, I don't think you can take much from the last Eagles Giants game because I think I don't either. I don't either. Things, Noah, especially yeah. on defense. I agree. And um, 
I think they'll have a plan for Jones, and I think I think that Giants offensive line is still a mismatch. Our our D line should eat them up and spit them out. Especially being at home, and the now crowd's going to be same, jacked up. Yeah. Now at the same time, Saquon Barkley looks a hundred percent back to like he had a run last weekend where I'm like that looks like the real deal back yeah. from his year. So yeah, he um, does. Yeah. A lot of speed, a lot of balance, a lot of power. And, you know, Daniel Jones, he's not making mistakes. I just, you know, I don't know if the receivers are all that talented. They, they Eagles might get Jones to throw him an interception in this game. I agree. I think so, too. He's due or fumble. He used to have fumbleitis, and he hasn't been doing that lately either. So maybe have some uh, Hassan Reddick strip sack potential here in this game, too. Because um, Daniel Jones early in his career used to fumble the ball all the time. Yeah, well, he also used to break 60 to 80 yard runs on us, too. So hopefully, that and trip at the 10 yard line. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. And I didn't, catch, I didn't catch what got Darius Slayton all ticked off from the sidelines. Like, I, I um, turned towards the TV and I see the coach. Um, oh, he dropped a huge pass. Is that what happened? Yeah, okay. it was a third down in like 15. Um, and he was wide open on a slant over the middle. They would have converted a third down at 15 and he dropped the ball wide, wide open. Perfect pass. Mm. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. I mean, I didn't see the reaction you're talking about, but I saw the play, which doesn't make much sense. So I would miss the, you know, getting chastised on the sideline, but I'm just thinking yeah. putting two and two together. That had to be what that was about. That had to be it. Okay. Um, I, I think, you know, I think Hertz is the better quarterback. I think our offensive line, Far better offensive line. Our defensive line is far better defensive line. And I think our cornerbacks are better than their cornerbacks. I think maybe linebackers are slightly awash. But, I'm, um, I'm glad you said, yeah. Are, are kind of just both excellent. So there's enough things there that go into our favor. Plus, we just have magic against the Giants. We do. We do. So and we're home. Teams, I'm going to expect some magic to happen our way. Yeah. Yeah, something funky will happen. Plus, we got Boston Scott, and they don't. Giant <laughs> so I'm glad you said it that way and kind of painted it in that picture because as I'm as I'm thinking about this game, and I think it's just playoff jitters that are interfering with my analysis about this game, although I do think it's going to be closer than certainly Johnny expects it to be, although I hope, Johnny, that you're 100% right and it's a blowout and we move on to either Dallas or San Fran. But the what you just said I, is – What's kind of I'm trying to just because that's the overall view that I've had. And when I when I talked before the playoffs started, I thought that the most ideal out of all the playoff teams to have their first home game against in the playoffs is the Giants, because I think they're the weakest team. I think that the Eagles own them. Everything you just said, every single position, when you compare both teams, the Eagles are better than quarterback hurts running back. OK, that one. You give it to Sanders. I mean, you give it to Barkley, but it's pretty close. In fact, Barkley had a better season than, uh, or at least a com- comparable season. Comparable, yeah. Comparable. So I won't call. I'll I'll get Barkley edge at running back, but it's just, but it's an edge. It's not a huge advantage. Wide receivers, Eagles clearly have that. Tight end, Eagles clearly have the advantage. Offensive line, Eagles heavily have the advantage. Defense, defensive line. I mean. You have to give the Eagles. They they led the NFL in sacks, so how could you not? But the Giants have a pretty decent defensive line. But the I Eagles. Just, 
Williams. They got Leonard Williams in the middle. Yeah, they, they got Tim outside, and, and the, you know, then the balls got these guys playing. Right, maximizing their potential. But so. you have to give that to the Eagles defensive line, linebackers. You got to give to the Eagles. Uh, safeties, maybe you would give the safeties to the Giants because they have uh, what's his name back there. Uh, uh, who's the pretty good Xavier McKinney? Who's a pretty good player? So they got him, and he's probably better than any Eagle, any Eagle safety that that we have back there. Although, say C.J. Gardner Johnson, I don't know. Maybe that's a wash. I think the linebackers are more of a wash than the defensive secondary. But um, well, who's we'll it? yeah, but the Giants don't have any linebacker really. Well, Jalen Smith can still play. Yeah, a and, little bit. But he's better. You're saying they're better than uh, Edwards, who I just said was like top three in NFL in tackles, and and because you're white. No, I get, yeah. So I guess yeah, I guess you're right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm not saying it's a huge advantage, but you you lean towards the Eagles with linebackers. And yeah. safeties, I would maybe safeties either a wash. I mean, I would put that probably close to a wash. Um, or maybe, I mean, what do you think? Do you give the Eagles an edge of safety? Or the Giants an edge of safety or call it a wash? Uh, it's probably a wash. Yeah, and in uh, corners, the Eagles have that. Uh, although this guy, Dory Jackson, who just came back last week, shut down Jefferson. So that was, that was pretty impressive. But you have to go with Slay and Bradbury for sure. So every position... For the most part, Eagles have the edge. So it's like, okay, then why wouldn't the Eagles win this game? They're at home, had a bye week. Eagles should win. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think Adoree Jackson did all that much on the against Jefferson. Her cousins didn't have any time to throw the ball, and well, that's true. Hurts gonna have time to throw. So that's good. Point. I, yeah, I think that that's where I'm like, yeah, statistic wise, it looks like this guy shut him down. But I think in the fuller context of it. Hurts is going to get some balls off, and I think Adoree Jackson is. I think if he's covering AJ Brown, AJ is a very smart receiver, and he knows how to set up these cornerbacks to hit. Yeah, uh, hit them late. So <clears throat> we'll see. I, I expect AJ Brown to have at least a touchdown, and I expect Devontae Smith to have at least a touchdown, and I expect Goddard to have at least a touchdown. So that's twenty-one points right there, or at least eighteen. Yeah. Um, you throw maybe one or two to Hertz or Hertz and Sanders, and now we're talking in the Giants score, you know, uh, upwards to 30 points, 20, let's see, four touchdowns, 24 points with uh, extra points on there, 28 points. If the Eagles score 28, I think they win. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. In fact, when I was analyzing the – Vikings Giants games. And the only reason why I picked the Vikings to win is I didn't think the the Giants would have enough offense to score thirty points, and I thought that the Vikings would be close to that. Um, and uh, but they surprised me. You know, the Giants actually did put up that much. I know Minnesota's defense stinks. I knew that, but oh. I still didn't think that the Giants had enough offense to even score thirty against a bad defense. But they did. So credit to them. Um. One of the stats, though, for just to talk about Adoree Jackson, I think you do make a really good point, though, that I wasn't considering is the fact that Kurt Cousins was under as much pressure as he was. But um, he lined up against – this is Adoree Jackson. He lined up against Jefferson 85% of Jefferson's routes that game, and Jefferson ended up with just six catches for 37 yards. Yeah, it's very – nothing over the top, right? So everything was short. Right. <clears throat> yeah, they played a John Gannon defense. Which I guess yeah. against Minnesota is pretty smart to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Devil's Advocate. Then we'll get into some of Hertz's comments today uh, that he, he had his press conference, and I just wanted to go over those and let you know what he said. Uh, I'm assuming you probably didn't hear that yet. Um, the uh, I wanted to show some some opposing or Devil's Advocate viewpoints here about the game. CBS Sportsline. However, what amount of credit you want to give them or credence, they're picking the Giants to upset the Eagles. Uh, and the reasons why, some of the reasons that they note are. Um, CBS? What's that? <laughs> Chris Sims works for CBS? Yeah, it wasn't. It's not Chris Sims, though. It's uh, who's this guy's name? Let me go back. Uh, I'll put his name to it. It's John Breach. I've never, I don't even know who that guy is, but works for CBS Sportsline. And this is some of the counterpoints that he makes to picking the Giants to win. And this is what he says, and I'll just get your thoughts on it. Um, by the time this game kicks off, Jalen Hurts will have only played one game over the past month, and he did not look good in that game. Also, during the blowout win in week 14, the Giants were missing three starters, Leonard Williams, Adoree Jackson, and Xavier McKinney, who could all have had huge impact this week. I mean, just look, and he again points to what Justin Jefferson did against, um, what uh, Dory Jackson did shutting out Jefferson. Um, if he pulls that off against A.J. Brown, the Eagles are in trouble. I'm not saying the Giants are this year's team of destiny, but it's kind of starting to feel that way. The last three times the Giants have won their opening round playoff game, they've ended up in the Super Bowl. And I'm going to say they take one step closer on Saturday by shocking the Eagles. He picks the Giants winning 23-20. to 20. So your thoughts on that? I just could want to happen. play devil's advocate. I just want to give a, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it could happen, like he said. Yeah, if Hurts is hurt and can't play and is rusty and doesn't play to his potential, yeah, absolutely. If he does, it's it's a 40-20 to 20 game. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I think if a lot of things go bad for the Eagles, then, yep, I could see that prediction coming through. But if the Eagles come out and they play their top game, then – I just don't see that Daniel Jones' offense keeping up with them, and especially if the Eagles get up by two scores. You know, maybe maybe the coach will keep them in the game, but I just, you know, the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know who they beat. Who did? Who? Yeah, they who were overrated them? the entire season. They were completely overrated. We blew them out. We blew even the, the games they won were all by like three, four points, or late, late winning. You know, they either just barely held on or did get some luck. Yeah. Lucky wins. I mean, they were definitely a farce of a team. I don't think it's, I don't think anyone's surprised the Giants beat them. I, I wasn't surprised. Um, no, I just didn't think that they had enough offense to to keep up with Minnesota. That's the only reason why I picked Minnesota. But I knew it'd be a close game, and it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. that the Giants won. I think honestly, I mean, he's right at the same time. So I'm not like taking any yeah. thing away. From, but I think this will be a typical NFC East game. The team that gives the turnovers away is going to lose this one. Yeah, there will be no Jacksonville Jaguars coming back from four interceptions. That was that was crazy. No, um, and, and every every turnover is going to be magnified. So like right. you cannot like hopefully hopefully what Hurts did in that last game was he threw all his interceptions away, and now he's going to get back to being Jalen Hurts. Right. So I'm not too worried about it, and I'm. Um, I just think if the Eagles come and are focused and ready to play, they're going to win. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, they should win. They're the better team, and like we just went over, they have the better players at every position, or at least equal to. Yeah. 
Um, so Hertz, when he was asked about his injury and how it feels so far this week, he said he's not sure yet. This is a direct quote. Well, maybe not a direct quote, but I'll just kind of summarize it. Not sure yet if he feels any better than he did two weeks ago, but he says he feels good. Now, does that Hertz just, you know, being vague to the media? Probably. Uh, I would have hoped that he's feeling better than he did two weeks ago, but he, he did say that he didn't, he wasn't sure yet. But he, you know, but then, but then again, he also said that he feels good. So <laughs> take, yeah. take out of that, whatever. You know, whatever you're going to know, you're going to know on his first run. And cause he slid well in advance of any contact yeah. in his regular season game. And if he, if he runs and doesn't slide so early, he, then you're going to know right off the bat how he's feeling. And even if he's hurting, he's still going to have the adrenaline going to carry him through it. I just, he, he clearly was playing defend the shoulder, don't get any more hurt in that last game. And if he's any better than that, yeah, can you know, not throw caution to the wind, but just be normal Jalen Hurts, then and then it's going to be tough to stop. Right. And then when he was asked, what does it take um, to play through injuries? He said, get it done. And that's the Jalen Hurts that we all love. That's how he answered that question. Didn't get into it. Yeah. Just said, get it done. It's not him. He, he's, he's talking about that whole team. Right. You know, he's not going to back down when Lane Johnson's like showing up on the torn abdominal muscle. Exactly. And you can't tell me that Kelsey hasn't been injured and has started all these games. So they, they're. You're right. That's a good point. He's speaking I, for everybody, not just himself. Yeah, I think, yeah. think Hurts' leadership is going to bring the Eagles through this game. Exactly. This is the intangible. This is why we've liked Jalen Hurts even before we knew he would take the steps he took this year. This is why we liked him and, and why we were hoping that he would take those steps because we love the intangibles that he has. And this is and those come out the most when the game's are the, the biggest. Playoffs. Yeah. Yep. When the game is the biggest, then I, I just, you know, <laughs> when was the smallest game for the Eagles? Well, it was really just the end of the season. Yeah. You know, you already had your ticket punched. I'm like, okay. So right. I, I, I fully expect that. Hertz will be on his game, and if Hertz is on his game and a line can protect, then the game's going to be over. <laughs> yeah. So finally, one of the last things that he said, he didn't speak too long today, only about like seven minutes or so, but he said when he was asked, um, will he be able to play the same or do the same things, you know, um, going for it and stuff like that. And he just said, honestly, I don't know. And he give any more additional answer to that. He said, I don't know. <laughs> So I don't know if there's some gamesmanship in there or if he really seriously, you know, is answering that because he really doesn't know, you know, again, take out of it, whatever you will. But um, that's that that was basically the three things that I that I took out of his uh, press conference today that I thought was interesting. Um, OK, I think Hertz is a smart guy. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He smart, definitely is. Savvy. He's perfect for leading the Eagles. <laughs> That's the, all I'll say. Yeah, and the other thing, you know, because we talked about made reference to that last game of the season when the Eagles, yes, they needed the game to clinch the first round by, but, you know, the Giants played their backups and ended up being, even though they were up to 19 nothing lead, you know, game got really tight at the end with just playing against their backups. And everyone expected the Eagles to blow them out because they were playing their starters. Here's the way I, I think that, you know, we didn't have Hurts playing the way he normally would play intentionally. And I think like a lot of people look at that game 
like especially the one the naysayers out there that think maybe the Giants will be pulling off an upset and so forth. They're reading into that game like, well, the Eagles just had their starters against the Giants backup and kind of just squeaked one out in you know in their own building. And I'm like, okay, you could take that view, but you could also take the view that that could actually help the Eagles in their motivation this week as they're preparing for this game. As the Eagles know, hey guys, you know, we did have our starters in last week. Yeah, it wasn't like we were playing maybe potentially the hardest and all that and had hurts at 100% and all that. But the fact that that was close against their backups, you would think that has to be in the back of the minds that, you know what, we have to show up this weekend. Yeah, you got to crank it up to another level. Yeah. Yep, because they have to expect that the Giants are going to crank it up to another level. It's playoff football. so Exactly. You know, both teams are going to be fired up. It's the NFC East. Weather's not going to have any significant major impact on either team because they're both in the same general area. Right. And um, it's just going to be a – I think it's going to be a, just an awesome game to watch, and it'll be, probably be full of exciting moments. Um, and then it's just, you know, which way is the cookie going to crumble? I, the only thing I hope is that there's not some stupid ref call huh. on either side that just diminishes the – the excitement of the game. I, I really hope that that doesn't become part of it. Cause I don't know. It seems like refs are there making big calls sometimes in other games I've seen so far that are just kind of like what the, the, uh, gosh, it was the roughing the passer flag. I think on, um, maybe on Thibodeau against cousins. That was really quite ridiculous. Right. It, yeah. Like, there was, there's, yeah, there's always a few of those nowadays. It's just ridiculous. Um, I uh, it's in the, talking about the uh, the upcoming game here. One thing you just mentioned about the weather it's supposed to be good, like it's supposed to be relatively clear, partly cloudy. At least what they're saying now. Obviously, New England weather things can change in a moment, but like right now, it looks like the weather conditions are not going to play a role. And to your point, even if it did, even if it was freezing cold or snowing or whatever, bad weather conditions, both teams you know are used to playing under that conditions because they're both in the northeast it's not like the 49ers coming out of here or tech or you know dallas or some dome team so that was a good good point you made here i don't think but fortunately the weather looks like it's gonna be good mid 30s um at game time should be looking good at this point mm-hmm. which is also good for us because we're gonna be there and won't freeze our ass off of it like we did at the jacksonville game Actually, that was miserable that was uh, the worst weather outside of the game where we went to many years ago and that a playoff game against the uh, was it, when it was freezing and we were at the sitting at the very edge getting the full on yeah. blast of the nor'easter that just passed by the day before uh, winds that were still you know uh, resulting from that storm that that was a cold game but this game was freezing too in Jacksonville because we got soaked before the game and then it yeah. was it was like in the low forties and windy so we were wet getting blown on and you weren't even. You found out afterwards that you ended up with getting getting yeah, sick. Yeah, so he, Matt had COVID during that game. We didn't even know it. Uh, he, we knew he was sick. Matt was Matt gutted it out to his credit. Man, he hung in there because it was miserable, the worst weather you could possibly want to have if you're feeling like crap. But Matt stuck it out and uh, uh, and then got home and found out you know that he had COVID. So uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to a better experience this time. Yeah. Around, as long as the Eagles win, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was telling this to John. I'm like, I don't care if the Eagles win by one point or 14 points like you think. Um, I'm just going to win. I don't care. It's, it's time of this year. It's time of the year. You just get a win. 
you know, yeah, you want to look good doing it, especially since they're going to have a serious test the following week if they beat the Giants, you know, whether it's the Cowboys, who the Eagles and Dak especially play well against and have had a lot of success against the Eagles in recent years, or the 49ers, who uh, we know is that they've won 11 straight games and uh, they, they don't look like they're stopping anytime soon. So, uh, but let's get some thoughts. Let's talk about that game, uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers. I think if we're going to find out about Purdy and uh, if anything's going to start crashing down on this guy, I think Dallas has the type of defense that could potentially do it. So um, I, I definitely think Dallas has a chance to, to upset the 49ers. I'm not saying they're going to. Um, I still think the 49ers will probably win that game. But here's the thing to the, that'll work to the Eagles' advantage, and then I'll let you talk about it. Um, I think whoever comes out of that game, they're going to be beaten to hell because I think that's going to be a physical, you know, just a really physically demanding game on both of those teams, whoever comes out winning that game. And then, especially if it's – well, both teams got to travel. Then both of those teams, either one of them, who would have to travel to Philadelphia the following week, just one week off, to face the Eagles at home. Uh, and and then to say if it is the 49ers especially, I think anybody who plays the 49ers, they probably, they're just a huge physically physical team. So if it's the 49ers and Eagles, and along the same thinking that I just mentioned about how physical a game would be, if the Eagles beat the 49ers, and obviously that'll be a physical battle, to do so, they at least will have a bye week between then and the Super Bowl. So I think that'll be hugely beneficial versus having to play again the following week in the Super Bowl. So that that bye week will come into play huge. But anyway, that's kind of how um, my initial thoughts on our game. What do you, what do you think? Well, I think Seattle got some pressure on Purdy, and Purdy proved to everybody that he's pretty good, pun intended. But they don't have the Cowboys pass rush, though. Seattle. Uh, no, they don't, but the guy seems to just have a really good sense of where pressure comes from and what to do to mitigate it. Yeah. And we Kittle and Debo Samuel back. and uh, definitely has the weapons to dump it off, too. Yeah, and he's just a good passer. I mean, Brandon Ayuk had his best season as a Niner this year. Yeah. And Purdy played, you know, most of the game. So the whether it was Jimmy G, like that's that – is, and it's a Kyle Shanahan coach team, which is like also – Smart the coach of the year. Smart so like coach. These, yeah. these coaches on the NFC side, um, and give McCarthy credit. You know, usually I don't Dallas know about that. I think the Dallas wins despite him. I don't think he's that good of a coach. I've seen him make so many boneheaded plays this year. Sorry to interrupt, but I don't. I don't know yeah, if I'm on but, this. But at the same time, you know, how many coaches have we seen in Dallas just crumble with the same basic amount of talent? Yeah, on the roster. That's he's true. at least got them playing and showing up. You know, yeah. he might make some bonehead calls during the game, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I just I think I think the same thing. That'll be a knock 'em sock 'em game. Um, but I just there's something that still seems paper mache about the Cowboys, and it sounds crazy to say that as an Eagles fan because with Dak Prescott leading them, they've kicked the Eagles' ass a lot. Right, but. I still think like there's something that's just I don't know if it's the Jerry Jones pressure that comes down from the top. They there's so much extra stress on that team that I don't think the Niners have to play with and I don't think the Eagles have to play with. And I think that's an advantage to anybody who's playing the Cowboys for the rest of these games. Yeah. The the Niners now they're the rough like they just strike me as like 
Philly tough. Like these are like street kids. Like they just that defense, especially man. Yeah, they just D'Amico Ryan, relentless coordinator. Yeah. I mean, they they are just street tough football players. Like they will just rough you up and take your candy and send you home after you've been bullied for four quarters. Right. Uh, and so we'll see. And, you know, luckily the Eagles hopefully got plenty of practice throughout the year playing against Jalen Hurts to know what a scrambling quarterback can do. But Purdy just seems to make plays. He, he reminds me of Does like Purdy a scramble a lot? I haven't watched well, him he, he, a lot. But. He had a play last week where he should have been sacked. Does a 360, sprints out, throws a dime. Yeah. And just like I'm, I'm, I'm watching him and I'm like, who's he remind me of? He's not as tiny as Flutie. And, and he's not as good of a passer as Drew Brees. But it's like if you threw a little bit of Flutie's legs into Drew Brees, uh, he kind of just strikes me as that type of quarterback, a mix between the two. And he's just very smart situationally. Like Tom Brady was so good for so long because he just could step up through the pocket and find his receivers, get that ball out. And Purdy he does a little bit more scrambling rather than walk, climbing the ladder a bit in the pocket. But he just seems to have a sixth sense. And he's hard to sack, and when he moves, he's looking to throw, and if he has to keep it and run, he can do that. So he can gas the defense. And then that Shanahan running style on, on offense, I think that might just crush the Cowboys. Picking up McCaffrey. Like, McCaffrey's such a key type running back to yeah. have in the playoffs where he's like a safety net for your quarterback. You know, he yep. just give it to you out in a flat or anywhere over the middle, you know, and take it to the house even. And um he's- and he can also obviously run the ball behind the behind the line too. Yep. And when Hertz and um, Sanders beat Micah Parsons the first time, they just had him stuck in between space between Dallas Goddard, running back Jalen Hurts. And anytime they kind of ran out to the right, Parsons is stuck in space. Do I go after Hertz? Do I stay back in coverage? And I'm like, the Niners have the exact same setup: Kittle, McCaffrey, and Purdy. Yep. So. They're going to have a heck of a time. Anybody who plays the Niners is going to have a heck of a time stopping those three. And the same deal with anybody who's playing the Eagles. you got to stop those three. And when they're healthy, they're almost like similar uh, types of offenses there. Um, yeah, that's why that if the 49ers and Eagles end up playing for the NFC Championship, that'll be, that'll be a marquee ticket for sure. That'll be, in a, that'll be a pretty fun game to watch because both of those teams have basically been the class of the NFC all year, maybe throw Dallas in the mix too, but – you know, obviously, they're going to find out who's the better of the two this weekend. But um, it's really been the Niners and Eagles um, with Dallas kind of just a notch below um, for the entire season. And, you know, it makes whoever, sense. Whoever wins that game is going to roll into that Super Bowl with just so much more confidence. So, Yeah, and like uh, I said, they're going to need that bye week too because I think either team, whoever survives that battle, is going to need that extra week off. Yeah. But it's a lot of good teams. You know, this is a fantastic year. You know, on the AFC side, you're going to have the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs yep. probably there. And, you know, let's see. I, I can't wait to watch Andy Reid and Doug Peterson go against each other, you know? Right. Like, who knows what kind of creative plays are going to happen in that game. Yeah, especially know? with Doug. You know, they're playing with house money now. I mean, they're, nobody's expecting to be the Chiefs on the road. Nope. So Doug, you know, has probably got a couple of things up his sleeve, and you know he's going to go for it on fourth downs and stuff like that. Um, yep, and I'm ready to play. Yeah, and Lawrence, I mean, I'll mention your take on Lawrence uh, because I know that, you know, if we've talked in the past in the show that you've never been a huge fan of his. And by, I mean, what about the turn of turn of play 
uh, with a difference in play from the first half. I mean, a couple of those interceptions were not really his fault, deflections or whatever. A couple of them definitely were. But throw four interceptions in the first half and then come back from being down 27 to nothing and, and throw four touchdowns in the second half. I would think they would good. be impressed by that. It's all good unless he thinks he could do that again. <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he comes across that way. Again. You think, yeah, I mean, right, right. I would hope he doesn't think that he can do that all the time. That was, that was, uh, that's the first time it's ever been done, actually, right? I don't think there's ever been a team that's come back from that deficit not before. Even, not even the mighty Carson Wentz has done that. <laughs> <laughs> he may have thrown two or three interceptions and come back. He beat the Giants that one game when he was having an awful year, but yeah, I don't know. Like, good luck to the Jacks. Very tough to beat Mahomes and company, and it doesn't matter what you do to defend Kelsey. That guy's gonna get his catch. Kelsey, he, he's like the most unstoppable tight end. Yeah, can't stop that guy. He's good, man. Yeah. How many non-Chiefs fans have been watching the Chiefs play against their team and they're screaming, "Cover Kelsey!" Yeah, and yep. Two or three guys covering him, and he's still just like, no, nah, I'm going to catch this ball's mine. Yeah. And, I'm gonna run. and you got to give both Andy Reid and Mahomes even more credit this year because they lost who I think is the league's ultimate weapon, the most dangerous yep. weapon in Tyreek Hill. They didn't even have them this year because he went to the free agency to the Dolphins. And, you know, they didn't – it was like they hardly missed a beat. I mean, yeah, they didn't have some of the maybe explosive plays they've been in the past, but they scored basically just as many touchdowns as they always do. And the offense yep. really didn't skip much of a beat at all. Um, Kelsey's just monster. He's just a monster season. Like, yeah, so impressive this year to watch him play football. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I think it's very possible that you're going to have – I don't know, if, is there any other brothers in the Hall of Fame? Because I think both of the Kelseys are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, so the Barbers were great, Tiki Barber and Rondé Barber. Um, but I can't think of any of others besides them. I guess the Mannings, Eli. Eli no, is probably, yeah. probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. You know, even though I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Quarterbacks always get all the attention, though. I Besides that position, I didn't. You know, to have a center and a tight end, yeah. as good as they are at their position, just, it's just cool story yeah it is and they're i don't know if you ever watched their show you ever watched their show new heights their podcast no i haven't no yeah uh kelsey the kelsey brothers they have a uh it's called new heights it's a podcast that they have it's actually the number one podcast is what i'm competing against (laughs) just laughable because i'll never i'll never ever achieve the number one ranking which yeah that's obvious but uh but yeah they uh it's the number one sports podcast and uh they have guests on, like they just brought on who they have on recently. Oh, they had Gronk on recently as a guest. They've talked to Hertz and they've had Hertz on. They had Mahomes on. And you really get to, like, when they do their interviews, they're not like they don't work for the press. So you really get some really good stories about, you know, um, about the, the players that they have on. Uh, so it's just, yeah. and plus they're just both interesting to listen to because they give a yeah. player's Great. view of, of the NFL and, and uh, they don't hold anything back, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Anyway, props to them for a great podcast. Um, so, all right. Well, we got, uh, we're almost we're coming up on an hour here. Uh, want to do a score prediction? Yeah, I guess we'll get into some final thoughts on the game. And uh, you can go first. How about 36 to 28? 36 to 28. Okay, so you, you have the Eagles high power offense turning it up again. 
Okay. I and, think Hurts is rope doping a little bit. So who do you think has the big game? You so are you predicting Hurts is going to be like the game's MVP, or you know basically he's going to be the guy that? Uh, I think AJ Brown is going to go off. So you're not worried about a Dory Jackson at all? If if no. a Dory is the one covering him? No, I think a Dory is going to want to. I think Dory's going to get a little bit hyper and is going to start trying to jump routes. And I think AJ's just going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I don't. I'm not saying that the Eagles should be, you know, avoiding a Dory Jackson at all. But uh, you know, he he did. I understand the the pressure that Cousins was under and all that, but still to cover Jefferson is, you know, it's a pretty impressive job that he did. Uh, let's see if he can repeat that performance against AJ Brown and an offensive line that should be able to give Hertz more time. I only say should because you know we still have an unknown of how. Lane Johnson is going to be able to perform. Um, but I tell you what, if he struggles against Tebow, Thibodeau, Tebow, <laughs> Thibodeau, uh, then that's not a good sign if the Eagles advance and then he's got to go against Parsons and Bosa the next couple weeks. The good thing is that's not Hurts' blind side. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. He'll see it coming. Right. I'll have a play. Goddard's there. I, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. At least it is in his blind side. Really good good point there. All right, so you have 36 to what? 28. I think the Giants 36-28. So you think late. the Giants are still going to put 28 on this defense, huh? So, you, uh, so you're basically seeing a sh- relatively shootout game. I think it's going to be a shootout, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't know if I see the Giants scoring 28, but I also don't see the Eagles scoring 36. So I think I'm going to be a little bit lower end of the scoring. Um, and I think, let's see, 36 to 28. So you got an eight-point win. So you got the Eagles covering. Because right now the spread is seven and a half uh, Eagles. Um. I don't know if I have the Eagles hitting 30 points. That's not, I always kind of start there. Do I see the Eagles putting up 30 or not? I, because there's so much uncertainty for me, or not, I won't say so much uncertainty, but because there's a level of uncertainty because of Hertz's injury and how really bad or not bad that shoulder is heading into this game, I'm going to err on the side of caution a little bit, and I'm going to put the Eagles at around, at around 28, 27 right around there. And I'll put the Giants. I'm going to put them around like, I'm going to have them around like 20, 23, something around there. So I have like a 27, 23-ish kind of feeling for this game with the Eagles winning. I would come out running as well. That would be my first 15 plays. Yeah. Run it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. RPO the heck out of them. Run that ball. Sanders, Scott, Sanders, Scott, Hurts. Or just do design run runs. Right down the field early, and now you'll get the passes late. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm always I'm always for trying to establish the running game, definitely. Uh, Sanders, by the way, has been kind of, you know, eight, you know, nursing a minor, what they're calling a minor knee injury. They've been playing him, especially in the last game. They didn't play him a heck of a lot in the last game of the season. They kind of used him sparingly. He doesn't have – it's not a bad injury. He's, he's not even on the injury report, but he apparently he does have some kind of knee, nagging knee 
that's been bothering him for the last few weeks. Um, but you know, with the two week buy here, he should have, uh, he should be pretty much back to hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to have to run Sanders. You use all of them, especially Boston Scott. We haven't talked much about Scott except for the early joke that we had, but here's a guy who just, you know, the guy finds the end zone against the giants. So, you know, I'd use him. Um, I would use him as a kick returner. Who's been returning kicks for us? They have been using him as a kick returner. As a kick returner, right? Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. might get one. If they don't put it deep in the end zone, he might He might have a play. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he actually has run the ball back pretty, pretty well against them. And he did have a – again, it was against their backups, but he did have like a 35-yard run back um, that last game of the season against the Giants. So, um, but yeah, I mean, use him. He's obviously a weapon. If anything, use him as a decoy. <laughs> because if he's in on the offense, then, you know, the Giants be like, oh, shoot, they're going to be going to Scott because he kills us. And then they go somewhere else. Right? Yep. I'm just thinking there's a lot you can do with uh, – and there's that's the thing. It's just the Eagles have so many weapons, and if Jalen's – at least his arm is at least well enough for him to throw without any issues. My only concern, I think – and I think he will. I think throwing-wise, I think Hurts will be okay. Uh, my concern is if he just takes any hits on that shoulder. Um, Cause that to me, that type of injury could flare up pretty quick again. So hopefully, you know, he doesn't take any and too many risks in this game and Eagles mm-hmm. protect them back there. You know? Yep. He's probably got like radiating pain, you know? Yeah. It was a shoulder separation and, you know, he, apparently he's got a little bit of a, well, it's not a separation. Like, back up there it's a shoulder sprain a, a grade two as they call it but he does also have some when he had additional mris taken there is a little bit of a separation between the clavicle and wherever that connects to so there's like a little bit more beyond just a grade two sprain that he has been dealing with and that's the type of thing where if he takes another hit or just a sack or something where a guy lands on him again like that that could be uh that could be yeah. trouble but hopefully i think number one he's gonna be smart enough not to to try not to make any type plays like that, unless he absolutely has to, you know, get a first down or something like that. I think he's going to still hopefully play a little more cautious. I don't think he'll play as cautious as he did again in the last game of the season, but um, I think he'll, he'll, he won't, uh, I think he'll play it smart. And um, yeah, I, uh, you know, bottom line, the Eagles show up and they, they, uh, they play their game. They're going to win. That's the bottom line. You know, if the Giants play their best game and the Eagles play their best game, Eagles win. So, you know, you factor in turnovers and stuff like that, that can make the game a little uneasy for Eagle fans. But, um, you know, turnovers always play a key in, in, in games in general, but especially in playoff games. All right. Um, before we go here, remember you can email the show at petwg at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the game. Who do you think is going to win? How do you think Matt did as a guest? Just kidding. Rave reviews as always. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and uh, enjoy the game, enjoy the game, Eagle fans. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts before we uh, before we end the show? No, I I think this will be a fun, good old NFC East brawl. Reminds me of back in the '80s when it was Cunningham versus Parcells' Giants. Let's just bring it, bring out the Eagles' souls out there, like everybody, Eagles Nation, come together. Here we go, beat the Giants, game one on the road to the Super Bowl. All right, very good. And as always, I don't think you can say it any better than Matt just said. Listen, Giants fans, 
Bring your hopes, bring your dreams, bring it all. Our Eagles will be ready to send you home packing once again. And yours truly and Matt will be at the game to witness it all, take it all in. So with that, thanks again for listening. Appreciate it as always. And we'll talk to you post game. Take care, everybody. Have yourself a good one. And as always, fly Eagles, fly.